1500 bucks uh in one month just on tattoos dude that is lowballing it for sure fuck man my two tattoos last weekend were 500 so Shit. and i'm getting eight more <laughs> man i don't i don't got tattoo money no that's a thing dude tattoos are a luxury i see a lot of tattoo artists are struggling right now to be honest um because apparently which kind of is counterintuitive to me because i didn't get any tattoos during like lockdown and and like the heart of the pandemic like that's why i'm kind of like hitting the like really hitting the ground running right now because i took three four years off of tattooing yeah so i kind of feel like i have to catch up um so apparently uh the it was a boom of tattooing during the pandemic like people really i would have thought the it would be the other way (laughs) think i think it's the same reason why the weed industry like blew up during the pandemic right because people have all this extra money and they can't travel and restaurants are closed bars are closed and all this stuff so all of a sudden all this disposable income is just like people are just begging to spend this money so like the weed industry blew the fuck up because everyone was stuck at home and wanted to get high and then tattoos apparently like blew up because people had all this extra money and now it's not like that anymore so there's a lot of like new shops that are starting to close down and people are having to start starting to take in walk-in tattoos which they like had stopped doing for years you know like everyone's kind of struggling Man. yeah yeah everyone's kind of struggling right now i didn't know about that it's interesting yeah i see a lot i follow a ton of tattooers on instagram and i'm constantly seeing like stories come up you know they post stories like had another cancellation if anyone wants this tattoo today like hit me up like that's been happening a lot more lately i kind of kind of feel bad for him man and and literally tattoo money is a thing man like i can now afford tattoos as well right so like that's a big that's a big reason why i'm like fuck yeah i'm getting tatted again let's go well before you were so desolate of tattoos you just couldn't ever fucking get any well yeah i was getting pretty consistently like three or four a year and uh and then i took like a solid three four years off where i wasn't getting them so like now i'm like i i i'm getting 10 this month <laughs> you know so it might Fuck, yeah and i think i'm i'm probably not going to do this again but we'll see i <laughs> i think that's probably healthy <laughs> i feel like getting 10 tattoos in one month is not healthy man it's probably not good for my immune system that was my one thing my one thing that i'm worried about is that i'm gonna get sick yeah or like well, I don't know. You've you've like taken care of tattoos a lot, so I doubt they'll yeah. like get infected or anything. Oh no, yeah, I have no concern about that at all. It's more like how it's going to affect my overall system because, like, I don't, I didn't sleep well at all for like two, three nights in a row. Last night, I got my first like really good solid night of sleep in like the last four nights. Mm. So what sucks is that I know I'm going to sleep like shit Saturday night after this like big tattoo, and then I have one yeah. on Sunday. I'm like, uh. Getting going into a, a painful tattoo, like tired and not feeling great, is gonna, uh, is gonna make it so much worse. I'm sure it does. But thankfully, that's the only time that I'm getting like back to back one one day after the other. Everything else is just like from here on. It's just every Saturday for the next like I, couple. Weeks. Every week is still fucking wild. Uh, not really. I mean, to me, I guess so I don't to know. you. Yeah, maybe to you. To me, I'm just, that's what I mean. I'm like, I'm four days into these two that I have, and they're they already don't bother me anymore. So it's like, you know, the back to back thing. I think I'm gonna really regret. I 
I've I've come to know a couple just like friends who do tattoos. Like a lot of people have gotten into tattooing in the pandemic as well, I believe. Yes. Yeah, because now you can buy a tattoo machine on fucking Amazon. Yeah. yeah. And a couple of my friends have done that. And they've offered me. And I've been uh, even a little reluctant to take them up on it just because I I don't know, man. I, I think if I take them up on it, I'm just not going to stop. And I'm just going to get a sleeve in like a year. That's kind of how it works. <laughs> <laughs> But also, just uh, just hold out for tattoos that you're paying good money for because you don't want shitty art on you, you know? Not to say that your friends aren't already good at what they do, but usually, like, it takes a few years to get decent at tattooing, you know? I mean, I got... The, the tattoos I want now are very, like, happen to be very simple and, like, easy markings. Sure, sure. Uh, and so, I'm looking forward to that. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, bef- until until we get there, this isn't uh, two buds, all right? Well, it is two buds. It's me and you. Yeah. Uh, it's not tattoo buds though. Not okay. yet. Yeah. I well or ear tats. I don't know if you're ever gonna get one of those. I don't think I'm gonna get an ear tat, man. No ear tats. No, no ear tats. Just face. Just yeah, leave the ears alone. Come on, have some have I, some respect. <laughs> that's crossing the line. Yeah, yeah. You're not just you're you're not trying to advertise. You I'm know. gonna I'm gonna get one of those like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles noses. You know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You remember you remember what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I, exactly I signed you up. That's one of your fucking tattoos this month. <laughs> I don't want that. I, it's too late for that, hun. Like they're it, gonna get you. <laughs> All right. Well, I, if it's if if you're forcing me, I guess I'll do it because peer pressure works on me. You're gonna look really good in it. I already look know? good, but I'll look cool. I'll look better. You'll look better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, what's up, buds? And welcome to a new episode of the Earbuds Podcast, the podcast where two friends talk about one album for a certain amount of minutes. We are your hosts, Ash and. Lucas, today, Ash, we're talking about an album that you brought to the table. That's right. It's an album by Koi Child, and it's called Koi Child. Mm-hmm. And I've been waiting to bring this one on. I remember it being a lot longer than it actually is. Oh, really? Uh, it's like almost an hour. It's just shy of an hour. Yeah. I I use, I remember it being like an hour and a half for some reason. But Jesus. I wanted to do it now. We're doing these bi-weekly episodes uh, and I wanted to take you on this little musical, jazzy, rappy, hip hoppy, jammy journey. Yeah, man, and and uh, I didn't know what to expect at all because the hip your brand of hip hop that you're that you've shown me before stuff like Brockhampton and stuff like that it seems to be a little bit more leaning on like the experimental side of things, and I and I am realizing that I don't really like experimental hip hop very much like and i think me and you are our taste in hip-hop that's where we differ probably the most than a lot of other genres i think right i well maybe reggae but well i mean you don't like reggae at all i just like no, i do but not like we, we're both big fans of hip-hop but we both like completely different styles of hip-hop for the yeah, most part for sure like you gravitate towards a certain style and and, and i a different one so yeah. going into this i was like i don't know what i'm gonna expect here um but 
right off the bat, man, I mean, what a what an intro to the album. That song Grease. Yeah. Kind of kind of slide you in, dude, you know? So so just straightforward ja- experimental jazz. Just so fucking tasty and I was hoping that it set up the album properly for like what I was what I should expect and everything and uh it absolutely did. And yeah. To be honest, like doesn't Grease the opening track doesn't that sound like what the band probably played as their intro in every single live show that they played? Doesn't that sound like such an intro show to a, like intro song to a show? Yeah, it does. You know, it's yeah. it's a, one of the one of the instrumental tracks and it just kind of starts off real slow and then comes in with the band uh nice like i don't know it it sets you up for the nice production in the uh array of instruments you're gonna hear which is mostly uh horn section keys drums bass uh no guitar there's no guitar on this no there's guitar there's there's no guitar player you are lying to me right now. I'm not. There's not one damn guitar on this whole album. For reals? <laughs> For reals. It's just horns, man. It's so, horns and keys. So the is that keys playing in the in frangipani? Frangipani. That, that really like kind of plucky. Like this really plucky. It sounds like a guitar. Maybe it's a synth guitar. Maybe that is a guitar. There's no guitar members. <laughs> right right i couldn't uh, you're right there's seven i didn't people find any uh like i don't know there's not a lot on this record uh or this band there's very this... little information out there <laughs> about this band um it... i mean f- first of all the one thing i want to call out first which i think is like kind of the craziest thing about this record is that kevin is it kevin parker uh yeah, homeboy from Tame Impala produced this album. Yeah, he like produced, mixed, uh it's crazy. Directed. He was he was very involved with this and it was uh I believe this was released in 2016, am I right? Yes, 2016 and it's the only album that they put out. Yeah, it's uh Koi Child was a combination of uh fuck, it's it's like Child's Play and Kashi Koi. Yeah, I so think. all the members of these bands were in two different separate bands, and they combined. Koi Child is kind of almost a super group, I guess you could say, in that sense. But yeah, it, that's what's kind of cool, that the name is derived from just the names of the previous bands that everyone was in before this. Yeah. Um, I like that. Child's Play and uh, yeah, Kashi Koi are the two. And so Koi Child, uh, pretty cool. I like that. Uh, other than that, cool. really, there is like almost no information about this band or this album, they broke up in 2018. They released one yeah. full length record, which is this one. And then they broke up two years later. It, yeah, it's been, I don't know. Maybe they started it thinking they wouldn't like, this would probably be a one album project. Uh, apparently in the year they released this album, they were doing very well. They were nominated and won a lot of awards. Yeah. Yeah. They were nominated. Uh, uh I mean, they're from Australia. Um, so most of their all their nominations, I think, were like Australian music awards. Yes, but they're making music in Australia and winning awards, man. That's pretty sweet, yeah. Because we know Australia is sweet. like really fucking on the forefront of a lot of different genres of music right now. I can't say hip hop is one of them, but this, uh, this, you know, 
it's really interesting listening to this album because a i had no idea what to expect so it completely caught me off guard like how jazzy this whole thing was yeah but after listening to it a few times right it's like knowing how their name was derived from just combining the names of like two previous bands that are now one group uh the music kind of reflects that pretty fucking well the fact that it's like two things that came together I, you know, I've never checked out either of the individual bands. To me, but... it sounds like two different bands playing at the same time, most of the time, <laughs> on this album, but in a good way. Like, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, it's just kind of, this sounds like an experimental jazz band got together with like a funk hip-hop group, and yeah. then it just, they just smashed everything together. Yeah. The, uh, uh, like, I guess I'd say the drummer is probably not from the jazz group <laughs> originally because no, he's drum, i mean but he's incredible he actually plays really good jazz drums though yeah and it you know i didn't know until researching it now that the tame and paula guy produced this and it makes sense now because there are a couple tracks uh where there are these kind of loud drums going on you know and almost kind of like drowning out the vocals even yes yeah uh, oh we'll get into that <laughs> I'll, I'll get into that for sure. Um, did you, I hear a lot of, because there, there's so much, uh, there's so many things going on, right? I hear, a, I was hearing a lot of certain bands that we have already talked about on earbuds before. I mean, specifically on like more than a handful of songs, it sounded so much production wise, like Black Messiah by D'Angelo. I, yeah, a little bit. They, I mean, it was very the keys on a lot of these songs are very kind of, uh, uh, what do you call it? It's just kind of very soft. Yeah. Uh, very twinkly. Twinkly. And the horns are very upfront yes. whenever they come in. The bass is on a lot of these songs is chunky and yeah. fat and, and distorted and the drums sound distorted like 75% of the time also. Yeah. And then the vocalist is also kind of like doing this interesting, rapping maybe like two thirds of the time and then singing the other third of the time. And yeah, just so much of the production is just like dirty, gritty, raw sounding production just made me think of black Messiah so much. And then, and those are the songs that are obviously more kind of like hip hop funk forward. Right. Yeah. But then all the jazzy ones, and there's a lot of jazz on this record, bad, bad, not good was such an obvious comparison to like this type of jazz. Right, like experimental, yeah. kind of doing something a little off the wall with it, but kind of rooted in really fucking classic jazz sounds, and also, also incorporating what I thought a little bit of like psychedelia. Oh, yes, you know, because the other band I heard in this was Funkadelic. Like <laughs> it was, it was par- the Parliament. You know, it, all of that, dude. I heard all of that shit, and a lot of it was in in the rawest form in like the best way possible. Right. Yeah. Cause the production's incredible on this album just across the board. Yeah. But that's sure. not to say that this is like a, a flashy shimmery record. A lot of this record is like gritty. Yeah. A lot I mean. of it is gritty and a lot of it is in some, in some point spotty, you know, but what do you mean? like in an intentional way, like uh, on uh, Black Panda, if I remember correctly. That's one of my uh, honorable mentions, man. 
it's uh the the drums are kind of overriding like yes. a lot of the other instruments and kind and of taking front stage yeah and, and on black panda there was like 8-bit stuff going on in there it almost sounded like a video game song parts of it <laughs> yeah right because it was the drums were so bombastic on that song right and yeah. you you add this like i mean legitimately like 8-bit sounding like synthesizer stuff on top of that and the bass being distorted and chunky and loud and shannon the the mc slash like vocalist was just going off on black panda like it was yeah yeah probably their best track on the album i think so as well yeah for sure um but yeah the production tame impala he he killed it um it should come as no surprise Right. Like everything is like so clear and bright, but the griminess is there and the dirtiness is there, but it's all very balanced, um, yeah. which I think is great. But like the musicianship, I think, is the main takeaway from this record. Yeah. I mean, of course, there there are a lot of tracks where the drummer is just kind of seems like he's having fun with it. But even aside from that, uh, the keys throughout this record are dazzling yeah. and I mean, just the, the tone on them as well is really good. The horn section uh, shows off in some of the best ways throughout this record. They're so prominent on the whole album, and I love that. That's what you get so much funk vibe from the amount of horns on this record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but I got to say, I think my favorite guy in the band is uh, Jan Visak. I hope I'm, I'm pronouncing that right. The bassist, yeah. dude. Yeah, I thought you'd say that, man. It it seems like he's playing stand up bass on on a couple of these tracks. Oh, right? really? Maybe on the I smoother. Mean, that's what it sounds smoother, like. Yeah, because that's what that's what I loved about the bass. Just like on just like in general, so much of the production on this album, but the bass specifically stood out so much because it was so prominent in the mix. But how it can go from one song to the next, where one song is like chunky and punchy and like so loud in your face, and then it can get like really smooth and buttery yeah. on other songs and you're like wow you just like he the bassist just nails both vibes so perfectly yeah uh on songs like uh 159 where the the bass is probably one of the more prominent bass songs where he's just got that boom 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 and you can kind of hear a little bit of that like i don't know it, it, like i don't know a i don't know how to Genesis describe Qua. it but it's it's je ne sais quoi. Yeah, yeah. It's from the joie de love. <laughs> yeah, 159 yeah, is another man. honorable mention for me. That song could like put you in a trance if you're not careful. Yeah, you gotta watch out. In a weird way, though, because it's a loud fucking song, but it'll trance <laughs> you the fuck out, man. Yeah, it, I feel like this album has a nice kind of balance of, of both of those vibes throughout the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I was trying to think, I, I kept thinking of my dad as I was listening to this album, because my dad is a big jazz guy. Mm. Um, but I don't think he would like this at all. Really? Like, you know, I was thinking like if I show my dad one five nine and described it as trance ish and psychedelic in a way, and that it'll kind of like zone you out when you're listening to it. My dad would think that it's like a loud, obnoxious rock song, not jazz at all. Really? Yeah. Hundred percent. So it's like it's it's weird to describe this as jazz for how loud and frenetic and kind of aggressive you could say it is. 
a lot of the times on this record. It's it's just a it's a really interesting balancing act that they did on this album of yeah. of the jazz, the hip hop, and it's almost like like I I kept thinking about one day as a lion a lot. Also listening to this, is that the uh... That's Zachary no, Rocha's I'm... side project. That is Rocha. Okay. Yes. With, I think, the drummer from Mars Volta, right? Like, the original drummer from Mars Volta or something? Uh, I don't I don't know. If if that's so, I need to check them out. Oh, you haven't heard them? <laughs> uh, no, I remember tr- checking out a couple songs, like, back in high school. But Wow. Um, yeah, no, they're great. And it's the same vibe in, in terms of the hip-hop side of things where it's like really loud gritty drums with like this kind of distorted uh you know not clean at all vocal delivery uh yeah one day is a lion zach de la rocha and john theodore yeah that dude fucking slams dude, on the drums that their their one ep is fucking sick it's it's great i would Do definitely they only have one ep yeah they only have one ep i think it's only like five tracks or something oh wow yeah yeah, I need to check it out. <laughs> uh, really good, really good. But yeah, I kept thinking about them a lot on this record too. Uh, especially, like you said, you think it's like the drummer seems to be more from the hip hop rock side of things. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Very similar to like Theodore John Theodore's drums on One Day as a Lion, like on those really like like those really punchy drum parts. Um, but man, the, dr- the the drums, the drummer is my second favorite guy in the, in the band, aside from the bassist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the two of them together are just like a match made in heaven. I think it's fantastic. They're so like in sync and and with each other every step of the way. And it's just like so fucking cool to, to listen to that. And just you can tell like I can almost picture them looking at each other while they're playing and just like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I could feel that connection uh, through the music. And it was it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of like, you know, they got to hold it down. While everyone else just kind of, you know, goes off and does their own little thing. Yeah, because there's two, there's at least two saxophones playing at the same time on every track also. Plus keys, plus, you know, the vocals and everything. And it's like, there's so much happening, but the bass and the drums just keep everyone in the pocket. And they just keep this consistent, solid groove yeah. going on almost every track yeah. on here. It's, and I love the saxophones, man. I'll never get tired of saxophone. It was just so tasty on this record we got we got all the sacks you're gonna want on this one baby lots of sacks on this (laughs) tons of sacks well that's that is quite a lot of praise Uh, i agree with everything you're saying i think it's uh all i i think there's a lack of like catchy songs or anything um mm -hmm. but i still love these songs stuck with me as and i I was about to go into like, do you have any grievances on the album? Is that one of them? Um, no, I didn't necessarily have a problem with the fact that none of the songs like were catchy or that I was singing any of them after hearing them or anything. I don't really look for that when I listen to jazz. Um, and that's kind of how, <laughs> yeah. how I started. Once I understood what this album was, that's how I started listening to it was through that lens, you know, through that filter. So, yeah. no, I didn't really expect that. If I listen to this, I'll say this much. Here's where we start getting into my grievances. <laughs> As a jazz record, I really like this a lot, this album. As a hip-hop record, not nearly as much. 
Really? What about the hip-hop side of it were you not into? I think Shannon Cruz Patterson, the vocalist, is my least favorite part of this record. Damn! I was curious how you felt about Shannon. Uh, I thought he was great, man. I thought he was a good fit for what they were doing. I think his, uh, what lyrics I could find were not so memorable. Uh, yeah, the lyrics weren't great. Uh, and he kind of did have a, he kind of held the same flow throughout most of the record. Like whenever it got down to like, all right, the drummer's doing the hip hop beat. He's doing the, you know, the same flow he always does, except for a couple exceptions like Black Panda and, uh, I don't know, like rap shit and stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, I feel like even Japes was, uh, was, he was kind of doing something a little different on there. Uh, yeah, I think a big problem that I had with him as a vocalist was his uh, his lyrics. That was the main thing that I just like couldn't really nothing really grabbed me. I wasn't impressed yeah. by any line. <laughs> like that's one of the things that I I really look for in hip hop when I can even Freddie Gibbs. You know, like he's there's a reason why people praise him so much at at surface level. It might look like he's just kind of like a drug dealer rapper who just all, all he talks about is cocaine. Yeah. And I would say and that is true for the most part. That's very true. Um, but an album of his, like Alfredo that he did with the alchemist, if you're really like paying attention to the lyrics, the way that he's writing and the cadences and the amount of internal rhyme and the schemes that he's doing. I mean, it's really fucking impressive. And I, there was never a moment like that on this record where Shannon's delivery or cadence or lyrics ever impressed me i think he's very acceptable as an mc if you're not listening to what he's saying his energy is great you know he he brings a lot of energy to it but probably better experienced in a live setting i a thousand percent agree i imagine that these guys probably put on a fucking awesome live show super oh my god i'd love to see that yeah i i think it's probably really really good um but i think that's kind of the thing with i didn't really like shannon that much and what they what he was doing i think i what i liked a lot more was when he would sing versus when mm. he would rap i think yeah. that all the singing parts i love all the, i wish he just sang on the whole record i think <laughs> it, i would have liked it so much more well i was gonna say is that like i i do kind of agree with a lot of uh what you said about his rapping but his singing was pretty good and i love the Legit, really good like it it fit well with the, the jazzy moments and there were a couple moments where he kind of like he's like kind of hanging out in the back and he's got a mic and he's just kind of like uh oh, yeah, oh just adding you know adding notes <laughs> and and I like when a lot of times when he was singing they just put a ton of reverb and and made it really roomy and and airy yeah. and and he has a great voice so I would have loved for the vocals to have been more Kind of, I guess, listening, thinking about it now, it, it's kind of sort of Tame Impala-ish, the way that the vocals were, were handled on the singing parts. Sure. You know? Um, yeah. Kind of trippy, psychedelic. But I think overall on the record, song by song, I think overall I like the songs that focused more on the instrumentation than they did on the vocals. And thankfully, there's a lot of like instrumental moments on this album where yes. and where, you know, the in my opinion, the subpar rapping 
and lyrics like weren't present during those instrumental parts and it didn't take away from it at all uh, so yeah. basically sure. anytime that shannon wasn't doing anything unless singing those were my favorite parts of the record Damn, <laughs> and my least man. favorite parts were every time there was rapping happening. Oh, that's fucking rough. I know. I know. It's I, it, I think it I think it's great. I think his lyrics are forgettable. I mean, the stuff I was saying before. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like without him it wouldn't be the same band. Um, I think they could have not even had any vocals on this record and it would have been fantastic. Damn. Yeah. Harsh. I mean, it's because there's so much going on with the music at all times on this record that it's like, you don't need vocals on top of it. And I, that's probably what made the rapping harder for me to uh, accept is because there's already so much happening in the music that having this guy rapping with a distorted voice and kind of not doing anything interesting with it just made it all kind of noisy and kind of sure. messy to me. Uh, and honestly... Every time as the album went on, I started getting more and more tired of his vocals. Fuck. Because as the album goes on, he starts doing more and more on every song, too. And by the end, it's like he's just like going off and rapping like crazy on, on most of the clothes. Um, maybe like three or four out of the last like five songs. He's just kind of going off. And they did stick a lot of those on the end. there. They did. You notice reason. that, too? I noticed that they kind of threw I... a lot of that stuff from on the ass end of this record yeah i guess i didn't notice until now they have uh black panda rap trash uh preserve uh, i mean it all starts uh at 159 i feel like like adventures for the capsule is kind of an interlude but it's almost like shannon's solo yeah i mean they do i think they do two songs where it's kind of just him and the drums and he's just kind of fucking around Bruzy p like, i feel like was almost that I think Cruz EP was like the least interesting music on the record because it feels like it was just a vehicle for Shannon to rap. Mm. And I just didn't like it. That is, I believe that is the one where they are like talking about rap. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah. And then preserve the song right after that sounds exactly like Cruz EP, the song before it. So like, it was just two tracks in a row that I'm like, I just don't like adventures for the capsule Cruz EP and preserve were, I mean, I'm not even including funky jazz music. Cause it's literally like a 15 second. It's yeah, it's nothing. But yeah, I, Shannon was my least favorite part about the whole thing. Damn, I that I mean, yeah. Do you fuck? I'm really interested to hear like what you rate this after after hearing that the fucking vocalist of the band was the worst part of it. Yeah, you know what sucked too was that when Shannon was singing, he reminded me so much of another rapper singer from Canada that I love. And it's his voice sounded so similar to uh, the guy's name's chaos from Canada. Haven't heard of him. He's a uh, man. He's just, he's kind of a underground. People don't really know him, but I love, I love his albums. And, uh, and he's very like, he started out as kind of like beat boy, hip hop, taking hip hop, like very seriously wanted to, you know, like kind of honor, the culture and legacy of hip hop. And then as he sure. went on, he became kind of more, he, he allowed himself to be a little bit more poppy and have a lot more fun with it. So he started singing a lot more as his albums went on and his mm. specifically his singing voice sounded so much like Shannon's singing voice that it, all it did was kind of make me want to listen to chaos instead. <laughs> <laughs> did chaos chaos with, uh, the coy child band. 
Do you be, think that would be your ideal? That'd be amazing. I feel like Chaos would just like have so much fun with that. And I'll fully admit too, like Chaos is no, I wouldn't say he's one of my favorite rappers. I just like him a lot. But also his lyrics, he struggles with that as well. So it's it's like well. <laughs> it's not like Chaos is an amazing rapper either. I think he I just love his voice and I love the music that he writes and everything. But yeah, really my only true complaint is is Shannon. Damn, well, I yeah, man. That I I that makes sense. Uh do you want to get into did you have anything else to say or do you want to get into the uh ratings and nugs? I've said my piece, you know, unless we want to talk about the action Bronson show I went to the other night, then no, I got nothing else to say. I do not want to hear about the action Bronson show. Thank you very much. I'm sure so, it was great. It was Young so Mexico fucking killing it. Was, it. I it know. Was so good. The whole whatever. The whole um, I'm sure it was. Yeah. Only thing that was annoying was that the guy standing behind me was rapping along to every single goddamn fucking word um, as loud as he could, holding up his phone, recording the whole thing. I'm just like, is that what you came here for? Anyway. I Recording it while doing that is wild to me. Yeah. To me, every time I look at like, him, you're just I was like, hear are yourself. you filming? Yeah. I'm like, are you filming to rap along to like hear yourself rapping along to action later? Um, I just didn't understand the point. Of this why. is his demo that he's going to send to record companies. It was so obnoxious. I literally moved like five feet away from him just to not hear him anymore. Like, dude, you're driving me fucking crazy. Man, I I went to a local wrestling show recently. And, uh, Hell yeah. One thing I... Hey, let's go to five, baby. Hey. Seattle. Uh, one thing I learned is that no matter what you go to, no matter what show you go to, if there's other people there... The It'll be one- annoying annoying person is going to be right next to you yeah it happens to me too it's like when i'm on a plane the one person that's coughing and sneezing is sitting right next to me for some reason i don't know why or whatever it's like that always happens i think it's just you know the universe is like they know how much we hate that shit and it like probably bothers us more than it should so is the universe being like that's the sense of humor that i feel like the universe has the energy you know it's like you don't. The thing that you like the least is what you end up attracting the most. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that happens so much, <laughs> and it's like I hate people, but for some reason people like me. I mean, I like you. You're a likable dude. I don't hate you. I just hate strangers. That, well, that's and good. for some reason strangers always love talking to me. Oh my Do I god! Look approachable. I'm trying to not. I'm trying my hardest to not look approachable. You're a big fluffy teddy bear, my, my guy. Fuck, fuck you. I'm buff, dude. I'm buff, yeah, I'm scary, I'm covered in tattoos. Uh, the thing is, if you... I, I've i never been one to interrupt people when they're talking, which is apparently not what you're supposed to fucking do. Because if you don't interrupt people, people won't stop talking. Sure, yeah. And it's wild. It's like they have no internal, like, pause button. I feel like that's kind of the art of the conversation, is like well, so many people, I'm realizing, just don't know how to talk to people anymore yeah and honestly like i mean years ago i was in like trader joe's when i just decided i'm not giving those people my fucking time yeah you I, know? Made the t- I made the same decision a while ago it was like if, if you're just talking 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 and you like it's not a converse if you're just doing a podcast i don't i'm not gonna be here for it yeah you know I, i'm not subscribed i think of <laughs> unfollow i think a unfollow. big thing 
that I realize when it like on a case by case basis is like if I know everything about your life and you don't know anything about mine, I don't want to be friends with you. Like yeah. you you if you clearly show no interest in me and where I come from and my life and everything, like I get really fucking frustrated. Like there's I have I have friends like that that I keep in my life and I hang out with them every now and then, but it's almost like at this point I know what to expect from when I'm with them. So it's like I stop going into it thinking that they're going to give any sort of shit about my life and, and my history and who makes me who I am. And it's just like, okay, fine. Let's keep it super shallow. Let's just talk about what's happening right now in front of us. Or you can tell me, you know, 15 stories from your childhood for some reason that anytime I tell you a story of my childhood, you don't seem to give a shit and you completely check out, but you, for some reason, expect me to be completely interested in everything that's ever happened to you in your whole life. Like that type of shit just like drives me nuts. I don't get it. And it's kind of like, okay, I have only a finite amount of energy. I'm like Trump. Like I can't recharge my battery, you know, like it's, you, you, you shouldn't really move around, you know, like the Trump thing. It's like, don't move around because you get tired and then you'll never be able to get that energy back. You know what I mean? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. It's just science. Nothing about Trump has ever been scientific. It's, I mean, I'm sure his doctors are having a blast <laughs> fucking doing all his tests on him all the time. Aye, aye, aye. Um, but anyway, we digress. Um, let's, you want to get into choice nugs and ratings? Let's get to some fucking rating nugs, man. Get into some rating nugs. Uh, you want to uh, go first or what's up? Yeah, I'll go first. What all are right. we doing first? I feel like it's a free-for-all at this point. This is the Wild West. So you, right. you do what you please. Uh, then I'm going to start off by saying 7.8 is my rating first and foremost. I thought it was going to be much higher than that. You know, I did too. And it's like, the first time I re-listened to this album, I was like, fuck yes. I think Lucas is going to be really into this. Uh, and I fucking love it. And I'm so into it. Um, and I think the more I listen to it, the more I realize, like, there are just a lot of erogenous zones that I kind of, like, <laughs> skip out of, you know? What are you talking about? <laughs> or wait, <laughs> I think I used the wrong word. I don't, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Explain to me what you're trying to say. <laughs> there are a lot of, like, sections of the album that Where I zoned out. Where touch you, Ash? I... <laughs> you don't want to know baby <laughs> you're like i came like four times listening to this record fuck uh it's every i don't remember the fucking you about word. to spit what's going on uh, yo quite child merry go round oh god <laughs> right away so profound i mean that's it's right about or you're right up there with shannon in skill level so thanks yeah is that an insult or a compliment on uh, I'm going to take it as a compliment. Thank you very much. I'm giving it a 7.8. Yes, and. Uh, okay. I just lost my footing at some points. There's not a lot... I don't know. There really aren't a lot of moments that are... cat Like, you can kind of cling on to easily. I feel like you got to kind of take the effort and really listen to this music to appreciate all it has to offer, which isn't by any means, like, a bad thing to do, but I'm kind of distracted a lot uh lately sure and yeah i don't know uh the the more i listened to it the more it kind of like uh wore down on me um and i think that did probably have to do with the vocals as well 
Um, and just like, you know, through the whole album, it's like, all right, chill out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) even though I think it was great and I'm really glad they got all those fucking awards. I'm glad they had the fucking best two years of their lives. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then decided to end it doing anything in music at this point. They must be. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I hope um, they are. I hope, you know, cause everyone involved is really talented. So I, I hope they're all doing something right now. I'm sure they're doing something. They I'm sure it. they're up to some shit. They got it. Uh, great production. Love the musicians. Great fucking work. Uh, very interesting music throughout the whole album. It's, when you hear jazz rap, I get a little scared because I, I kind of imagine like, oh, it's really cool at the start. And then the further you get in the album and you're just kind of like, okay, I'm It becomes so now. same, same. It's, yeah, it's it easily become that. This is, this is, might get me crucified, but it's kind of what I feel when I go through like a Tribe Called Quest album. Yeah, I no, I, I know what you mean, for sure. You know? Yeah, um, him and um, Rakim... And Gangstar, the, like the, that type of, yeah, any sort of jazz hip hop, I think is just so hit or miss for me. It's, it's, it's always good to have in the background, you yeah. know, it's always going to be like nice for the fucking chill ass party. Yeah. Uh, but this album, I feel like does have the dynamics and mixes in kind of different stuff enough uh, to keep you on. So 7.8, sure. that's my fucking rating. What about you, my man? Uh, yeah, man, I, I pretty much agree, uh, with everything you said. I'm surprised that you feel the same way about Shannon as I did. Um, it's maybe I'm a little harsher about it. Maybe I dislike Shannon a little bit more than you do. Um, I think ultimately I like him being in the band and I'm glad he's here. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I could take him, take him or leave him to be honest. Um, I think, like I said, as a jazz album, this is great. I think this could be almost right up there with bad, bad, not good in terms of musicianship, maybe not in terms of songwriting, um, but definitely musicianship. I think bad, bad, not good does a lot more off the wall shit than this album did, but they're the most kind of direct comparison I can make to this band. Maybe black country, new road can be part of the conversation a little bit. I don't know about that. I don't know. It's the loose, like the saxophones. It's, it's the loose connection with everything, you know, but um, I, I, I'm trying to categorize it and it's hard to categorize. And, uh, but I, yeah, I would say as an experimental jazz album, um, I really, really liked it. There was really no complaints at all. The production, great, uh, songwriting, great musicianship, incredible. Yeah, all the instruments, every, the mixing fucking fantastic. Um, the incorporation of the hip hop stuff into it didn't really dig that so much especially shannon as we've mentioned and honestly i'm surprised at how much i like the funk elements in this stuff because i don't really listen to funk at all um i mean when wampa fruit started i was like this is just a d'angelo track this is like a b-side from you know from black messiah and that got me to kind of okay i kind of understand what this album's doing you know um overall i really enjoyed it i think i have two different ratings and i'm gonna have to take the average of the two okay all right yeah. the fucking music and the well, version with the jazz the versus the hip-hop all right as a jazz record i think this is a hard eight if not a little higher damn as a hip-hop right. record this is like a real soft five maybe even a four damn yes fuck 
So getting right there in the middle, I'm going to have to give this because those elements that I don't like are really present throughout a lot of the record. I'm going to have to give it like a 7.0. A 7.0? Okay. I saw you fighting for that fucking 7, man. I'm I'm very gracious. Yes. I appreciate that. Yes. I almost <laughs> gave it a 6 point something, but I feel like that wasn't fair because the music is just so good. That, the uh, music is so good, man. And like, I... I've tried to show a lot of people this album and like much like recommending any album goes, they don't listen to it. Right. Uh, yeah. Tell me about it. And I, I want to know when fucking touch em started. Did you Ooh. have a little stink on your fucking face? Ooh, that's one of my choices, baby. Ah, oh, it's one of my choices, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great song. The music and the production on that album. Did it not make you think of BC boys? Um, it did not. Wow. If I'm being honest. All I could think of was BC Boys listening to that song. Damn. That's surprising. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. Should we talk about our first fucking nug touch em? Uh Yeah, obviously. <laughs> we this, we already are. I, that's true. We'll get to our Narnerbone mentions after this. Yeah, fuck those. Uh, I love... The way this song starts off, man, is just like so fucking choice. Yeah. Just like a couple hits from the band. Oh, you thought that was it? And then they go into a fucking groovy, funky ass like. It's like, oh, God, dude. Parliament funkadelicness happening in uh, in Touch 'Em. I like how the vocals are like just slightly distorted. That's probably what added to the Beastie Boys kind of sabotage. I bet so. Vibe that I got from it. Um, yeah. And I loved all the trip whenever he would start singing that they would really trip out his vocals and make it really echoey and uh, and shimmery and kind of like reverb room hall reverb or whatever. Like I really liked all of that and yeah. The song probably went on a little too long for my taste, but the saxophone sure. shit at the end, the wild saxophone stuff at the end of the song with, like just kind of brought me right back. So I was like, yeah, that's that's an easy honorable men- or easy choice nod for me. And another fucking killer bass track. I it's so hard for me to hear the fucking bass when it's not very prominent. Like what is it up to? Uh how is it not prominent in touch them? It's so loud. I couldn't fucking hear it, man. I got fucking off brand airpods well, you got headphones right now they're i i'm just using the fucking earbuds man the Why headphones are for you i want to hear your bass use the good headphones for music uh the computer right audio podcast stuff sure yeah all right uh what was uh some of your nars some of my nars uh i'd say i'm gonna list the ones that i think you already said which is like 159 yep um love that song love the bass throughout the whole thing love the vibe another one uh, of probably shannon's second best song on the record i would say damn yeah like, i it it would uh what was that fucking it was one of the few ones with like a repeated chorus i think what 159 yeah it was a step back, step back, oh, step s- back on my mind, relax. Is that what it? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think? All right. Um, preserve. I love the drums throughout the whole thing, especially the intro with the cross stick. I thought it was really fun as a drummer. <laughs> look, look how much I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Lucas is smiling ear to ear for I all you audio it. listeners. 
Yeah, looking is. like a Muppet, <laughs> but in a happy way. Sure. Uh, uh, as well as fucking Wumpa Fruit, uh, one of my nugs. I love the kind of stuttery feel of the song. Yeah, that staccato-y, like, like start and stop almost it feels like like so many times that was that was the main d'angelo black messiah track for me was yeah Wampa, the for way sure. it starts with those keys and then boom, 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 and then the drums ugh, doesn't that love that doesn't one not remind you of that that d'angelo track yeah i mean yeah and like the the kind of feel of it for sure for sure well, one of, I mean, I think one of my NARS is is the opening track, Grease. Really? Yeah, I think it's that's a your great... second NAR. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry, sorry. One of my honorable mentions. Okay. Is the opening right. track? Yeah. Not your nug. No, my nug is a different one. Another honorable mention, I think, is Frangipani. I really, really liked that song. I think within the first like four or five songs, Frangipani is like my, you know, next to Touch Em is my second favorite out of like the first wow. half of the album. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't expecting that. Is it? Is it just kind of from that like guitar line? It's because the stupid fucking what I thought was guitar that apparently isn't. It it may be they might have had guitar in one song. Who fucking knows? Who knows? You know? Who knows? Uh, but Black Panda was my other honorable uh, mention. Mine as well. Yeah. Man, uh, I love the momentum throughout the whole song. It starts off with. Just that kind of normal hip hop beat, and then it kind of, on a dime, it just flips to what I think is like a six eight time. It signature. gets very weird. Yeah, the it ju- not just the time signature, but the instrumentation gets really fucking off the wall at one point. Yeah, I I love how it starts off. It's all very tight, closed hi hat, uh, sharp notes, and then it just opens up. Yeah. in that part. Yeah. And and again, Shannon is pretty decent on that track. Like he's, yeah, he's not taking away from it, which uh, which is a good sign. I think it was his best performance. I think so too, especially yeah. having to rap to that very odd rhythm. Weird. Very weird. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. he did it. Uh, and then oh, there, this like one part about two minutes in, uh, where it's that fucking weird feel and then the horns come in it's like and they added like this whole other other new feel yeah which oh, makes it so the beat fucking even tasty. more confusing <laughs> <laughs> yeah right like, what is the one where are we on the one here um yeah no that was good that wasn't my other choice nug though oh shit i like japes a lot man japes really i the chunky bass came back hard on on japes you know, and I just like, oh, that was the sound from like Touch em and from Wampa Fruit that I was like, yes, they brought back the chunky, funky, gritty fucking bass. Uh, the music, I think, is just fucking fantastic on Japes. And I'm just I was getting really tired of Shannon, obviously, by this point. But the music is just so good. And by the end, the, the bass has a wah pedal going on it. Like, come on, wah bass. I think it's a great way to end off the album. Yeah, like I'm the- just I'm a I'm a mortal being i can't fight wah bass <laughs> the last like four minutes of the song are all just like straight jams with the band uh just rise rise my child there he is there's that fucking face i love <laughs> there's that intimidating torn fucking face 
Hey, hey, fucking chill, dude. Fucking. Whoa, hey, hey. What's up, dude? I'm checking on <laughs> the, the freezer like Just... an hour and a half ago. Okay. Okay. All we're right. good. I thought you were grabbing a fucking drink. I you was. like, I'm... all right, my work here is done. I was checking on my beers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, J- is James not even an R? An honorable mention for you? I, you know, I liked it. It, it was not an honorable mention for me. Interesting. Uh, but it's, I think that's just because it's a, it's like a seven minute song in between these, like, I don't, I don't really know what the point of the very last track to Ma- Manjabong. The Manjabong. Manjabong. Uh, I don't care what the purpose of, it was a super trippy didgeridoo track and I fucking liked it. Uh, and Rap Trash, which was just another, like, one where he was going off with the drums. Okay. Whatever. Um, yeah. It's a great fucking track. Uh, 7.0 7.8 okay okay not bad not bad Bad, i'm I'm glad i i'm glad i showed it to you at least yeah and out of what 14 tracks i had like four honorable mentions and two choice nugs i mean you know that's a solid fucking record i'll take that and there really isn't i think there's only one song i dislike and it's cruisy p so like you know i remember one out of 14 that I like genuinely, I'm just going to skip if I ever listen to this again. Uh, that's not, that's not bad odds. My friend. I'll take those. You'll take those numbers. We take those. Yeah. Okay. You accept those. You accept the terms and conditions. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Cool. Cool. Well, that makes, uh, another installment of the earbuds podcast wrapped up. We are wrapped up. We did it. We did it. Ash. We talked. We're about at the end. At the Finally. end. Finally. Here at the end of all things, um, yeah, we have an Instagram earbuds podcast. If you want to watch a video version, I'm going to say it. Don't fucking bother. Don't, don't, follow. don't Fuck fucking you. bother with the you Instagram. Don't follow us. Fuck you. I don't want, I don't <laughs> want any of your goddamn traffic. We don't if, do shit on there. No, we don't. If you, if you want to see a video version of this podcast, you can go to our YouTube page. Just search earbud podcast. We'll be on there. Uh, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, recommend this to your friends, rate us and review us. That actually really helps in the long run of getting some more listeners. Um, subscribe, follow, do all that bullshit. Um, and let us know what you guys thought of this album. Do you guys know Koi child? Do you love them? Do you hate them? I want to know why and which uh and the next episode is my pick and yes. uh i've been thinking about this all week i'm now real quick i'm gonna be listening to this a lot this weekend as i travel to austin so it's gotta be it's gotta be good i think it's gonna be good okay i want to talk about bad religions album oh the process of belief Okay, I have not listened to a Bad Religion album before, only a couple Jesus. singles. Okay, well, scrap it then. I guess if they had done a song with My Chemical Romance, you probably would have heard them before. Yeah, I would have, because My Chemical Romance fucking rocks. Because they fucking fuck, dude. They fucking fuck, and My you know Romance it. It's fucks. <laughs> well, next album, or next episode, is going to be Bad Religion, Process of Belief, one of my favorite punk records ever so we got to talk about it man it's about damn time i love cool punk bands with wimpy ass fucking singers so i'm I'm really excited clearly i've never heard bad religion all right (laughs) thanks for listening everyone uh stay tuned for next week listen to all our other episodes we have like three thousand episodes 
Um, Ash, anything you want to tell the people before we go? You know what, y'all? Just fucking find the beauty around you. You know, what little you can. Just try to fucking find reasons to live all the time. You know what I'm saying? Lucas is looking very disappointed with that uh, fucking statement. You know what? If you want to be like Lucas, look for the fucking ugliness in everything. And be sure to take the worst of everyone that you meet. This was good. Hey, Lucas, this was good. Bye. Bye.